I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Boys, if it was uh, if it was legal to drink on air, I would have beers for us. Let's get this party started. I don't even know if I really consider it a party. <laughs> it's more like I'm a little stressed and I need. Uh, you, you, did you guys see the videos going around? Like it, it went viral. This was stuff back in the '80s where some small town, like they could no longer drink in their vehicles. Yes, and the the guy was like. I just want to have a few beers on my way home, and now we can't even do that. Guy puts in eight hours of work, and he says he can't have a couple beers on the way home. I want a few beers on the way For home. For sure. Did, did he After have this week? Did he have a Pabst in hand? Honestly, no. I mean, but you no. Can, okay. so you can tell that he had like he was definitely thinking about it. You know, he's like, "Well, if the news people are right," and then the guy that's like, "This is gonna be comedy as China before we're done with this." <laughs> That was so funny. But I, I kind of I get it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I could use a cold one right after oh. we get out of here. We're on until 5.30, by the way. Royals taking over 5.30 because another just absolute wild day in conference realignment and just monster news. But I think we need to set the timeline first before we actually get to the monster news, which I'm sure everybody knows by now. I'll just say it. Oregon, Washington, jumping to the Big Ten officially. Um I mean, it's not like official, official, but just kind of doing some paperwork, whatever. <laughs> Get things done, votes, whatever. All but handshake official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Big Ten, they, their, their presidents have talked. Uh, Oregon, Washington, they've all talked and everything. Now it's just we wait for the official announcement. But John Canzano's tears are falling. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it was this morning, though, like what was actually the most, I think, shocking thing of – conference realignment so far it's not oregon washington jumping to the big 10 it was oregon washington having second thoughts this morning about jumping to the big 10 i'm like really are, yeah are we are the ducks and the huskies about to save this thing for the <laughs> for the for the pac 12 come through man let's save the let's give it one more ride baby i mean come on but then but then you have I don't know the, the exact details because, of course, it's all behind closed doors, but the Pac-12 had another meeting, and it was like, let's sign this thing, let's get it done, and nobody was signing it. It was kind of like the last last 
you know, it was the 12th round of this media rights deal with Apple Plus, and they wanted to get this thing done, and it, it didn't get done. And then that's where the tide started to change to where we really were yesterday, and that was now that Oregon and Washington jumping to the uh, the Big Ten is is all but done at this point. Uh-oh, here we go. We got some breaking news. I So I have multiple like people's Twitter accounts open that have been doing the best job reporting. Oh, yeah. This is just me joking. Oh, well, that, I that's can't a, see That's a live shot anyway. of John Canzano. Well, you're going to have to explain <laughs> it because we're on radio. <laughs> it, it's, it's a woman walking in the rain crying. Poor guy. You know, and I, I That's mean, George Klyovkov, really. For sure. Either one. What a force of hand. You know, I don't think the Big Ten, they... If the Big 12 wouldn't have done what the Big 12 did, go and be boss moving, they never ask Washington and Oregon to join. I really don't. I don't think so. But they have the opportunity. They're like, should we do this? They're looking around at each other like, are is this a thing that we should do? I think it is interesting. I keep hearing these reports that initially uh, USC and UCLA were told, if you join the Big Ten, we won't add any other West Coast teams. I don't know if you guys had heard this. Yeah, that's a rumor that has been going around today that hasn't had a lot of confirmation yet, Yeah, but it was one of the pieces that has been discussed. Yet, the irony of that is that Kevin Warren, late of the Conference of Champions, or I should say now the Conference of Champion Takeovers, (laughs) uh, Kevin Warren, when he was bringing in USC and UCLA, was still looking to add Washington and Oregon. Right. He wanted to add them, and that's where he got sideways of the presidents because once they saw what it was going to be like to have to bring in USC and UCLA, they got leery of adding those two others. So I'm not sure where anybody really is at in that grand scheme of things. Do, does any does any part of either one of you think, at, okay, we're going to do this for a few years, and at some point, Someone's gonna go. I'm tired of flying cross country for like baseball. Absolutely, like, you know. Well, like, we we've talked to you know off and on. This has been brought up, and that is the student athletes. Nobody's even thinking about them. No. Talking to Jason Mansfield, who's the new head coach for K State volleyball. He came over from Washington, right, and, and mm-hmm. became head coach of K State. He was an assistant at Washington for five years, and I, I mean, we're gonna get to. Um, uh, a portion of his media day earlier today coming up later in this hour. By the way, welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and David G. But I asked him the question, I mean, what, you were in the Pac-12 for a while. I mean, what's your take on this? And he brought up, like, you know, the travel's going to be brutal on, on a lot of these student-athletes. I mean, hey, at least, uh, you know, UCLA and USC, if you could take anything in consider or any uh, benefit out of uh, Oregon and Washington now joining the the Big Ten is now you, maybe you can have a week or two where you're not flying across country or halfway across the country yeah. for for a Saturday ball game. You can maybe just fly up north, mm-hmm. uh, so for a shorter flight or whatever. But I mean, if you ask Jason Mansfield, volleyball traveling on you know just regular flights, it's they're not chartering a plane. It's just regular flights. So they're talking about layovers and stuff and long travel days that now they're going to have to. Get ready for. I mean, that's going to be their future for at least the next seven years or something like that. Whatever the the media deal is, unless something crazy happens, but that's not in the plans as of right now. But with the jump for Washington and Oregon to the Big Ten, I mean, they're going to come in on a discount. They're not going to get the same amount of money as everybody else through what I believe is the entirety of this media rights deal. I think that's correct. But it's still like if you consider the the 
the discount from the actual media rights deal, and then on top of that, the money that's going to be made in like postseason stuff. I mean, I think Oregon and Washington are still looking at right away like fifty million at least. Wow! So it's still a pretty big chunk of it. I mean, you're talking a lot more than what the Pac-12 is looking for, a ton more than the ACC. Irony of that situation is that Rutgers still doesn't get a full share yet. Oh, I didn't know that. They have not been granted a full share by the Big Ten. I believe they do when the contract rolls over next year. Well, the new Big Ten contract starts. So maybe it's month. this year. Okay, yeah. but at this point, but up until this point, they've not had a full share. Jeez. What do you got to do over here? Hey, come on. <laughs> right? God. Is that how they talk in hey, the Scataway? It's like Tony Soprano. You know, he's like, dude, what, I mean, how many fire or how many trash trucks are going to start on fire before yeah, right. they're paying me, man? <laughs> this whole thing, you're right. Even just bringing it back up, I need like a shot and a beer, man. I mean, this is crazy. Need a good old boilermaker. That's right. This is crazy. And really, honestly, I, I know that it's um, like whatever, but Washington State and Oregon State fans, man, I, I, fe- I feel horrible. For it, them. It, perfect timing because perfect segue. I was going to bring up Kirk Scholes and his official statement Ugh. that – Uh, was released about a couple of hours ago. He said, quote, we are disappointed with the recent decisions by some of our Pac-12 peers. While we had hoped that our membership would remain together, this outcome was always a possibility. And we have been working diligently to determine what is next for Washington State Athletics. We've prepared for numerous scenarios, including our current situation with exceptional student-athletes, a strong Cougar tradition, and incredible support from our fans, donors, and alumni. We will uh, chart the best path forward together. Did he recycle that from when he was here and Nebraska and Missouri announced they were leaving? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Good question. how close? You know, K-State was... There, but for the grace of God, go I. Absolutely. And then I I feel really bad for Washington State and Oregon State because this whole time they haven't really had any say. Nope, nobody was listening because everybody knew their situation. And that was during this whole conversation going back to last year with with USC and UCLA making their decision. Then it's been a year now. It's been a calendar year where the first discussion was, okay, now what about Oregon and Washington? They have never been really considered to be two universities to adopt in another conference. Bring them over to strengthen your conference. It's like being in the VIP line at a club. I don't see your name on here. Mm. Who, They're the ones who that are you. They wait in line all night. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you have UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington. They just get to r- walk right into the front door and yeah. and. And this is right after Brett Yormark has strutted in with his contingent. Hmm. <laughs> because right they jumped security. the yeah, yep. because they jumped the line. Oof. Oh <laughs> man. Meanwhile, I think it was Brett McMurphy, he mentioned he's like, you know, now that they're leaving, like you have USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon. I mean, with the new deal for the Big Ten, I mean, no longer gonna be on ESPN. Right. So that 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 whole thing is now done. That relationship or whatever that thing has been killed off because the big 10 is now fox cbs and nbc i mean this is going to be the last year that's another thing like you're, you're talking about like tv traditions that are going away i when i think of cbs and I, I'm, I'm thinking 
SEC football, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And now, after this year, no more SEC on CBS. Mm. That's going away. That's weird. And so now we're going to start seeing uh, Michigan State and Nebraska or Iowa and Washington on CBS. Think about I- think about what primetime is going to look like. Because you'll have three of the four majors having a nighttime game. I'm not sure what CBS's plan is going to wind up being. But then you add in ESPN with the game. Does the Big Ten Network do a nighttime game? Does the SEC Network add a nighttime game? Then So then you're looking at six different broadcasts. Whatever's on ESPN, too. I mean... ESPN Plus as prime, well. Primetime next year is going to be utter mayhem. It's crazy. With all of the eyeballs searching for what games. I don't have enough TV screens. That's nuts. So what's now the answer for Arizona? Arizona State, Utah. What's the latest on the other four-corner schools? Are the Big 12 about to add them? I think we're nearing some answers. Maybe. I said yesterday it's hours away. It may still be hours slash days away for some. That's coming up next on The Game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are back in the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and David G. S. Three today as uh, Travion Brooklyn's still at Lollapalooza. Ooh, do you think weekend. he knows any of what's happening in the world of sports? He yes. doesn't know, and he doesn't, doesn't care. care. Yeah, oh, he knows. He secretly like updates them, and he's like, "I can't believe." He watches ESPN. And he's like, "I can't believe that." And somebody walks around the corner. And he's like, "Oh, stupid sports." I'm sure it's it's going through the crowd. I mean, it's. Everybody's talking about it between bands and artists. And And Lollapalooza, that's, I mean, sports guy, like, you know, 101. Well, let's be honest, it is in Big Ten country. That's true. That's true. Well, we are going to continue the discussion about uh, conference realignment. I mean, and I've, you know, I'm getting really burnt out on it. And (laughs) and I just don't like where college football is heading. I know it's been in this direction for a while now. I mean, you're talking, you know, this could have been all avoided. I mean, Troy's brought up multiple times in the 80s. Um, probably Texas is to blame just as much as anybody in the in the Pac-12. Oklahoma with their lawsuit for the uh, TV dollars years ago. So let's try to recap and then get caught up on the timeline here. So, And I'm talking about with Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Arizona Border Regents meeting last night happened like at 8 o'clock their time, so super late. Um 
Arizona, from the reports from that, Arizona was ready to go. Arizona State's been flip-flopping, you know, back and forth. It sounds like, you know, there's chirping that Arizona State might be finally ready to go. And then, of course, that, that Crow guy, whoever their president is, is has uh, been a real turd huh. about all this. I mean, he, real dedicated, of course, to the Pac-12, but for the wrong reasons. And because uh, Troy brought up yesterday, he's a big Larry Scott guy, which you're going to get yourself in trouble just by mentioning his name <laughs> uh, in that state and in that in part of the country. Uh, and then it sounds like kind of like the fans are ready to get going now, get this thing moving. Meanwhile, Utah, it, maybe I've been a little bit too harsh on Utah, kind of broke down their story yesterday about why they would be so committed to the Pac-12. And I mean, their higher ups have been so committed to the Pac-12, but it's been the fans. The fans have been the turds towards the Big 12 and talking all this trash that the Pac-12 is going to be fine and they're not coming to the Big 12. They're not going to join up with a conference that has BYU. But maybe Utah is going to finally start turning the tide. So the latest on that, Arizona's ready to jump. It's been reported that now that Arizona joining the Big 12, it's formalities. It should be happening very soon. And then it seemed like after that meeting, now Arizona State's back on the path. Like, well, no, well, maybe we can save this Pac-12 thing. And Utah is still pretty quiet. But things change when Oregon and Washington decide to make the move, decide that Pac-12's a goner, we're going to the Big Ten. And since then, the latest report is that Arizona State, Utah are interested again all right, Big 12, let's talk. Let's discuss. Beyond interest per Thamel. Do we have some breaking news? DY just retweeted it as well. Okay. Uh, sources that both Utah and Arizona State have applied for formal to the Big 12. There you go. So they've they finally flipped. But I'm like, and I know I'm not the only one. I mean, I've seen you guys talking about it on X today, and I'm, I'm kind of there with you. They don't really want to be in the Big 12. No. They've had so much pushback, dragging their feet, and it sounds like Arizona State's been more mouthy um, than Utah. Does Brett Yormark – what do you do in this situation when you're Brett Yormark? Because there was that report, and I think it was from Brett McMurphy, that after Oregon, Washington's like, all right, we're jumping, we're heading east – and then Arizona State and Utah are changing their tone. The report was the Big 12's response is, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna you know check our options mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now." Like as if your mark is playing with them a little bit, flipping like, pages in the black book. Mm-hmm. We haven't thrown you just one lifeboat. We've thrown you the whole fleet mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do this or not? And then it sounds like finally that Brett Yarmark is like, "All right, we're gonna let you in." But like. How nice should your mark be? Should it be at a discount? We've given you guys plenty of chances. You could have came in earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Could have came in weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But you decided to drag your feet just like uh, well, Colorado did for a while, and then your mark started to put the pressure on a little bit with a deadline. Mm-hmm. Never heard oh. of a deadline for Utah and Arizona State, but, well, there you have it. So the goal all along for your mark, get those four-corner schools, took a year but it sounds like it's about finally done. Interesting that Michael Crow is an Iowa State alum. Mm. Yeah. That's the Arizona State president, right? Yes. Yeah. Got his bachelor's at Iowa State. So Turd runs into the family. It really does. Yeah. 
Wow. And you know what? When one of these guys calls up, he's one of these journalists, one of these sports guys calls up from Arizona State, and he starts going hemming and hawing about, oh, I'm going to be in the Big 12. We say, well, you know, you could have been playing at Fresno State. You could have been playing at the Air Force Academy tonight, but you're playing in the Big 12 for big boy stuff. So why don't you shut up and like it, okay? It's not our fault the Pac-12 stunk at making moves and the Big 12's move makers and move shakers. Sorry. I'm so sorry that we saved you. I'm so sorry that we kept you from having to travel up to Boise and the play for the nothing bowl. Sorry. My bad. I, I don't like. Ooh, there's Rose a piece. Bowl. Rose Bowl. Rose yeah, what's the Rose Bowl do now? I mean, yeah. they're about to lose one of their affiliates. <laughs> they're coming to the Big 12, too. They're, they're going to be like, hey, we'll host a game. Any game you want, man. Yeah, Big 10 versus Big 12. What are the Big 10 versus Big 12 bowl games? Let's see. Is the Al- is, uh No, it's not the Alamo, is it? No. Um. Yeah, it is. I thought it is was. Is it the Alamo? Yeah, Alamo I Bowl. thought that was Pac-12 versus Big 12, but I can't. Oh, it switched, it didn't it? It did. It switched. So there you go. I mean, we're going to have to find whole new affiliates. And the mm-hmm. thing, Vegas Bowl. I, I thought, you know, Dan Patrick brought up a point here, and that's with the college football playoff. Like, is there incentive with everybody else left in the Pac-12 to not jump to a different conference? Because, you know, there's still money to generate from having a Pac-12 or have, yeah, a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff or teams in the college football playoff because we're getting close to you know next year we jumping to 12 teams the top six highest conference champions automatic bid uh the next six highest teams then get at large bids so you're always looking at a conference champion most likely getting into the college football playoff is that enough to hang on i'm like uh, like i'm listening to it but i'm not sure i don't know the numbers behind all that but and I don't know if that was considered. All I've just been hearing is this Apple Plus TV deal that was absolute trash. Go ahead, mm. Troy. Uh, just, you know, in looking through this, it, it, it really is amazing to realize what we are watching in terms of the seismic shift that is going to be coming next fall. How would you like to be on campus at Oregon State and Washington State this season for a game? How ugly is that going to get? Bad. You know, there's kids that decide where they go to school based on football teams and based on stuff like are they in a power conference? Are they what do are they any good? Do they play for championships? People take that into consideration and now what are you even doing? What are they where are they going to go? Boise State got past that by being so good in football that they were in the top 5 on a consistent basis for that period of time. That tailed off uh-huh. and they're still in the Mountain West where we talked yesterday, Utah got that Pac-12 bid after they got successful and made a run in the Mountain West, and it has completely changed their university. In Boise's case, you know they're, they're still Mountain West, so now, well, they get a new couple of rivals out there, but you know they, what other impact is that going to have for Washington State and for Oregon State. By the way, Old Takes Exposed is having a heyday on Twitter oh, today. Oh, man, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, the oh, uh, <laughs> the diehard Pac-12 positive oh. spinning media. Oh, my God. Oh, and, he, or Eating Crow. And yeah. Kenzano mentioned uh, potentially uh, do antitrust violation items need to be discussed in this? It's like, you kidding me? I mean, but we're at the point now that, okay. It's over. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, they're now 
I guess, on board. They're ready to come to the Big 12. They're finally taking that live preserver that Brett Yormark has had out for a year, saying, hey, come on over. We got our media deal done first. We have stolen all the leverage you had. 13 months have gone by, and George Klyovkov didn't get a single thing done. And there have been two universities now left behind. I mean, it's officially happening now. Washington State, Oregon State have been left behind. What options now do they have? What options does the Pac-12 have at this point? None. Mountain West. None. I mean, even then, it's like, I know that the Mountain West, they, they will accept them. If they, but they have to ask them. You know what I mean? Like they have to be like, "Can we come in?" Well, it wasn't that long ago that the Pac-12 could have had San Diego State. Dude, they could have had the whole conference if they wanted. They could have been like, "We'll take all of you right now." <laughs> I mean, they would all have been like, "Yeah, I want the ACC to get in on this." The ACC needs to pick up Stanford, Cal. Oregon State oh, I forgot Washington. Stanford and Cal. I forgot about that because I, I just kind of figured, I was thinking Big Ten, but that's another thing that we actually haven't brought up yet. I forgot about Stanford and Cal. About Now, what are they doing? But I, they don't take their sports as seriously. Well, with football, let's, you know. Fan-wise, they don't take it as seriously. Let's remember, Stanford's athletic department annually wins the, the Learfield Award because of how well they do in all of the non-revenues. I think they I think they are gonna be fine as an independent. I, I don't I've I, I think they'll be just fine to carve out a that weird little niche, you know. But and who's do well, if you're T V rights, I mean, who's gonna give them enough money to compete though? No, that's the thing. That's, 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 that, that's, that's how true. BYU survived as an independent. That's how Notre Dame they survives as an independent. That's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah. And because I was thinking too, like Maybe they could join up with someone just strictly basketball, you know, and then do it that way. But even then, it. Ugh. I mean, at this point, like you know, streaming has been you know a common theme now with the Pac-12 and the whole Apple thing. And I and I talked about this yesterday. I mean, there are when it comes to streaming, if streaming was going to be the saving grace for the Pac-12, there's all all the streaming companies are based out of California. They're in Pac-12 country, and none of them were interested. Apple tried to throw them a life preserver. Right. And that fell through. I mean, I wonder if Stanford could be a. Can we just have that? (laughs) There's nobody that's going to give Stanford money. No. 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 To have them as an independent. independent. No. Stinks. You know, it stinks. Stanford in the same conference as Fresno State is going to go over so very well. Yeah. Because somebody's going to have to, like, actually tell. The people at Stanford, like, hey, this is what's happening because <laughs> they they don't care. I well, I and I, I, st- I would say still watch out for the Big Ten and Cal Stanford. I I would imagine that's still potentially on the table. You think? We just I just don't know. We haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, that's the thing. Nothing. I I've not heard a report that says anything different other than what we heard yesterday. The original report is that it's kind of a tier situation. Tier one, Oregon, Washington. Tier two yeah. is Cal and Stanford, Stanford and Cal. And they could make the Big Ten now at 20. 20. But now the Big Ten is at 18. The Big 12 is about to be at 16. Remember Yormark said that he wanted to jazz up the logo? 
Well, we're going to be getting a new name now. For sure. Just We need to pump it into chat GPT, come up with something <laughs> AI-oriented. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you think about like a school like Washington State and how they run things. That, that like that would be if you just had it on paper, if you had it on paper, Cal and Washington State without the logos and the names, Cal their athletic direct direct uh, their athletic department has run so poorly that you would go, there's no way I want them. No, even though their location's awesome, they have tradition. Uh, uh-uh, I want the other school running it the right way. Who's that? Washington State. Um, Cal, I I read a thing on the athletic about Cal, especially their football team. It's bad it's really really dire straits there and now they don't even have a home man brett your mark next year big 12 media day for uh, actually might be a big 12 basketball media day uh coming up in what october this slideshow is going to be so long it's going to be awesome just <laughs> just bragging about what the big 12 has done in the last four months well it's going to be the first like four minutes is going to be it's going to be Notorious B.I.G. Juicy. Yeah, he's just going to come out to that. So everybody's call the police on me in front of my building. He's going to – He, I mean, he really needs a victory lap. You know, he did it, man. He did it. Do you think it's going to be this kind of situation? Do you think it's going to be a Bobby Huggins situation where he gets us on the right track and then leaves for something else? You know what I mean? Like, what if Brett Yormark takes off after, like, you know, a year or two? We want him to stick around and help us out. I you know? kind of hate you for bringing that <laughs> up. Sorry, you know, because I'm not going to lie. That is a thought that crossed my mind, but I don't have an answer for you. you know, I, I hope. <laughs> I mean, that, that would suck. I hope <laughs> that we have a Frank Martin type guy that's just under you know Brett Yormark that can continue <laughs> the trend, but that would stink. But he's well, put you us- know, you know who's like right below him, right? No, Tim Weiser. Really. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I, Cole Manbeck, John Kurtz, mm-hmm. talked to him mm-hmm. at uh, Big 12 I Media saw, Day. I saw that. So I think he's like deputy commissioner. But are they, Is that right, Troy? Is yes. that like his boy, though? That's like Tim Weiser's like his boy? Well, I mean, I don't know if they're boys. Like, they yeah. barbecue every weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm I want. I want the guy. I want the Frank Martin to Bobby Huggins to take over. You like know? a passing of the torch? Pass of the torch. They go, it's your time now. And they go, oh, okay, cool. And just keep us going, you know? Because if he just leaves and we fall flat on our face, no, <laughs> like, the conference is breaking up. I'm going I'm to get sad. Let's stop talking about <laughs> yeah, it. I'm sorry. Let's, let, I'm sorry. Let's look beyond the horizon and celebrate <laughs> what 2024 will bring. It's going to be awesome. But It's like, you're making me think like, I'm about to turn 33. But you had me thinking down the road, like, man, what's forty going to be like, dude? Dude, I'm going to be so old. Listen, like that's like that kind of listen, discussion. Stop it! Stop listen, it! You have 40. no idea when you talk conference realignment. I mean, I was like, what is going to be like when I'm 39, 40? And here we are, back in it, baby. We're doing great. When I'm 40, we might be down to two conferences. Yeah, when we're when we're when I'm 60, then you have NFL 2.0. Yes, and Roger Goodell overseeing it. Oh God. Well, I mean, there's going to be a, uh, some less teams are going to break them up after all this gambling business going on. <laughs> break them all up. All right. So to recap, uh, some breaking news that 
Troy just brought along to us that uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. What is it? One more. It's they've officially applied. They've they have all officially three. applied. There is a Big Twelve presidents conversation tonight. There you go. So we are uh, once again the uh, the headline that I had yesterday. Hours away from Arizona, Arizona State, Utah becoming official members of the Big Twelve. Oregon, Washington to the Big Ten. Question mark on Cal, Stanford, Ooh. Washington State. Oregon State. And the dirt is being shoveled onto the grave as we speak for the pack. Nobody said nothing about San Diego State. What do they do? Uh, they're in the Mountain West. They're in the no, but they're <laughs> in the driver's seat now. <laughs> like, yep. No, now do you want to come join yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, it's Cal and uh, Stanford and Oregon State and Washington State that's now joining them. Yeah, Fresno State. <laughs> We're back to conference realignment at 510. We're out at 530 for Royals baseball. When we come back, let's catch up with K-State volleyball new head coach Jason Mansfield, who had his media day earlier today. We give the floor to volleyball next on the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, love coming back to some Queensryche. What talk about an underrated band for sure? All right, we're back on the game. Let's get to K State volleyball head coach Jason Mansfield, who had uh, his media day press conference earlier today. I was there at the new Morgan Family Arena, and holy crap, is it sweet! <laughs> it, first of all, the actual gym, the actual arena was bigger than I thought it would be. It just felt bigger, more open, comfortable. I mean, just state-of-the-art. Got to do a tour, went through the locker rooms, the offices, the uh, the suites, uh, the player-like right like, lounge area. I was like, man, I could live here. <laughs> How much is rent here, yeah. man? The, you it, got the VIP treat. It, it is sick. Right on, uh, Volleyball's going to have a... Uh, a scrimmage on August 12th. It's free. Ooh. I'm telling you folks, go check it out. By the way, in this interview with the media, Mansfield talks about season ticket numbers. I'll just let him tell you about it. But here is uh, the abbreviated press conference earlier today with volleyball head coach Jason Mansfield. First season here, K-State Volleyball, just talk to me kind of about emotions, kind of how you're feeling just getting into your first year. Really excited. Yeah, really excited to get started. Um yeah, with the new arena and uh, the players that you know we worked with in the spring, uh, and the new players that have coming in, the freshmen, a couple of transfers. Just excited to to get started and uh, see what we can be. What do you think of the new arena? <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, 
uh, we, we've been waiting a long time. Uh, some of the players have been waiting a really long time to, to get our own space. But, yeah, it has everything we need. You know, the locker room, the team room, uh, beautiful court, you know, where we can practice with two courts and film room, offices, and, uh, and obviously a weight room and team medicine room. So, yeah, we're just really excited to be in this space. And, um, yeah, it's nice to have our own space and uh, be able to work on, you know, what we want to work on uh, anytime we want to work on it. So, excited. What are some things you guys are trying to dial in on play-wise? I'm a big offensive guy, and so we're trying to score points, and we're trying to, to have a diverse offense and kind of come at the defense from a bunch of different ways. So we've been working on that. I think, yeah, just figuring out how to play together, uh, having a shared vision of, of what we want to do and how we want to do it on the offense and defensive side of the ball. And so I think those are the things that we, we feel good about. I feel good about with the 11 players that have been here, and we're going to get the other five acclimated to that pretty quickly, I hope. With 11 returners these days, when new coaches transfer portal, you know, like Coach Tang, 11 players you had to fill, right? But you had 11 returners. Was the pitch to have a, a strong roster coming back? Did you feel like that went well, or was that was that tough to get the message across? No, really blessed to have the 11 players back. Uh, really excited. And once we started working together, I was even more excited, you know, to have 11 players that, that have been here and, and that decided to stay um, because of their love for each other in K-State. Just really excited to have them back. And uh, But, yeah, once we started working together, I was even more excited um, of how talented they were and the possibilities that we have. The transfer portal is going to be there for a while. I'm excited that we only added two, and we love the two that we added, but uh, we didn't have to have such a big turnover because we had people stay, and I think it's a great blend. I think it's a great blend of 11 returners and two transfers and three freshmen, and we're excited that you know we have those 16 players here. With that mix, where do you feel like your depth is right now? We have depth in every position. Really excited um, about every position that we have. Um, yeah, we have three really good setters. We have four really good middles, five pins that are really, really good, and then four DS liberos. So, yeah, depth in every position, being able to kind of get after it from the beginning and when we scrimmage from, from day one. But depth is going to be really important. We have six weekends where we play back-to-back -back matches in the Big 12, and those first, you know, that first match could be really tough, and that second match is going to be tough um, to be great, to be uh, fresh. And so think uh, our depth is going to be important throughout the season. It has been important in every team that I've coached. You know, you have to have depth. Coach, what are, what are some thoughts on a couple of the new squads that are on the schedule um, who joined the Big 12 in the last couple weeks? Um, BYU has been good for a long time. They're, I think, out of the four new teams, um, they're going to be the toughest I'm glad that we get a chance to play them here twice instead of going to, to BYU. But um, UCF has been good um, the last five to ten years. They've been in the top 25. they got a new coach who I think is going to do a great job. Um, Cincinnati has had really, really good years. And then Houston, you know, had a great year last year. They have a lot of players coming back. So I think all four teams are a great addition to the conference. They're going to be tough. I don't know if you saw the news today, but Oregon and Washington are going to jump to the Big Ten. And you, you spent some time in the Pac-12, of course. Washington, one of those stops. So what's your reaction to what seems like the Pac-12 might not be around much longer? Yeah, sad. I mean, I've coached college volleyball for 22 years, and 20 of the years have been in the Pac-12, so or Pac-10 before that. Um, so, yeah, I'm a little sad that it's probably falling apart. I'm happy for Washington that, that they found a place. I think the travel is going to be pretty brutal going from Washington to Rutgers and Maryland and some of the other places. But, yeah, I'm happy for those two schools. Great volleyball programs, both of them. I mean, great athletic programs um, in other sports as well. Excited about Colorado coming. Um, maybe there'll be some others. But, um, yeah, just look focusing on this season. Uh, and this this year with the, the newness that I have to this conference, you know, I've played some of these these teams in postseason and preseason, but 
uh, to go through the Big 12 this year is going to be it's going to be fun. Who are some of the new names and faces that fans are going to get to know pretty quickly? For the new players, we have two transfers. Izzy uh, is from Oregon State and Liz, who's from uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, and then we have three freshmen, uh, Simone, uh, Mackenzie, and Lauren. And I think all five players are going to add a lot from day one. Uh, they're all very skilled, great athletes. Um, but yeah, just excited about all five of them adding a lot to our program. <clears throat> they're going to add depth. They're going to push you know, people in their positions, uh, I think, from the beginning. And, um, yeah, it's going to be excited to add them uh, because of those things, for sure. Have you received any feedback from the athletic department about any sort of ticket sales or just uh, about anticipating crowds being in here for the, yeah. the matches? Yeah, I mean, I can't give you numbers, I don't think, but the bottom line is I can give them numbers. Oh, yeah, it's very high. Yeah, uh, we, yeah we've, doubled, we've doubled, from what I know, we've doubled season ticket sales from last year, which is not a surprise with the new arena. But yeah, I think, I think there's, a, there's an excitement about the new arena, new program, new coach, all those things. Um, so I think people are going to come, you know, early. And then if we give them a, a good show, then hopefully they'll come back. That's the hope. Any thoughts on being picked eighth in the preseason poll for the Big 12? Love it. Love it. I think that's great. Um, it's so hard to know with all the transfers and, and new teams coming in who is going to be where. And so I don't pay a lot of attention to those. But I think it's good motivation that they think that we're going to be eighth. And I think we'll hopefully prove them wrong. And there you have it. K-State volleyball coach Jason Mansfield here on the game. That was earlier today from the new volleyball arena. And, man, like I said before the break, that or before the uh, before the um, press conference there began, the role there, that arena is incredible. State-of-the-art more it it was so much more impressive seeing it in person than just seeing pictures and videos. So again, there's going to be a uh, open scrimmage for the fans to attend on August 12th. Meanwhile, we got to wait for the home opener. It's not until September 1st, which is a Friday night at 6:30 against Omaha. There is also a Sunday, September 3rd game. Be there four o'clock. Nebraska is the matchup. And Whoa. by the way, also talking to Jordan about where the media is going to be sitting. Right there, front row, up against the court. Of course. Ooh-wee. All right, coming up next in hour number two, we are out at 5.30. The latest on Arizona. Arizona State, Utah making their way officially to the Big 12. Here's your local news as well. Coming up. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Well, as Pete Thamel just said, literally just said on uh, on Sports Center, this is a historic day in college athletics, and the map of college athletics has been changed forever. As a 108 year old conference is on the brink of no longer existing. Welcome back to the game. It is hour number two, or a short hour number two, out of five thirty. 
And it's the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, and David G. A few more moments. We'll open up the phone lines if you want to chime in. 537-1350. So the breaking news from earlier today was that Oregon and Washington, they have, and by the way, as of just a few moments ago, the vote is in. They are now officially joining the Big Ten as Oregon and Washington as of the summer of 2024. And meanwhile, uh, it's just more formalities at this point as Arizona, Arizona State, and Washington have officially applied to join the Big 12. You know, if you apply, that doesn't necessarily mean you get the job. For sure. For sure. I mean, does Brett Yormark, is he like, well, you know, we were thinking just 14. You know, 16 is, uh, you know, we're throwing some bones. So at that point, tell me about a time that you had to uh, you had a conflict with one of your coworkers. You had to you had to make sure that uh, didn't spill over. How'd you do that? What what happened there? Uh, where do you see yourself in five years in this company? I think we need uh, the grow. Big Ten. <laughs> that was Arizona State's answer. Utah's answer. What exactly do you see yourself doing here? What exactly do is you, it that you? That's do. what they yeah. turn and look at uh, uh, Purdue. What exactly do you do here? <laughs> Feinbaum brought that up this afternoon that the afternoons on CBS after this year, when the SEC goes over to ESPN and ABC, you're going from having Tennessee, Georgia to having Purdue, Indiana. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's so, what I said in the first hour. I was like, CBS football that I've known forever as SEC, big game of the week, yep. 230. Saturdays. Bye bye. Yeah, it's now going to be. Bye bye. It's now Big Ten country. Bye bye. <laughs> it just doesn't feel right, you know. It it's like, well, like the Big Twelve now going to be at sixteen teams. Feels super weird. That's weird. By the way, someone showed how to exactly be a pimp daddy in the midst of all of this. They showed a snap of the board of trustees president for Oregon involved in their meeting today. Did you see the the tweet? Well. I, I'm I'm more laughing about and let the record show that, that I used Pimp Troy Daddy. Said Pimp Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally on this board meeting while on the golf course. Oh, oh man! <laughs> In between shots. Oh, well, I was just listening. So while uh, Dan Patrick is doing his gimmick there, um, was listening to Pete Thamel on Sports Center, and he talked about so like he said the votes through Oregon, Washington officially joining the Big Ten. And that the Big Ten, like, or Oregon, rather, so there was a little bit of hesitation this morning, right? That maybe it was reported, like, maybe they're thinking, well, maybe we're going to stick with Pac-12. What was going on, I guess, was that Oregon was actually in negotiations with the Big Ten because Oregon watching, they're coming in on a discount for this media rights deal. So they're not going to get as much as everybody else. Um, They're going to have to take a lower cut. But that... Oregon actually negotiated for a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the final straw. I was like, they got what they wanted. Washington's in. So that led to the jump. Man. You know, speaking of funny things you see online, I saw a thing where it was Dale and Brennan from Step Brothers, but instead it had the Oregon State logo on Washington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the prestige worldwide. Wide, 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 yeah. wide. I mean – it stinks, but like that's where it's that's where it's at right now for them. They they are oh that just 
God, that sucks, dude. Just thinking about being a fan of that. It just uh... The worst video I saw done today, though, was someone tweeted out one of the clips from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> where uh, they're talking about an alliance. Oh, God. The problem is is that they put the Washington logo on Caitlin Olson, who was an Oregon grad. I mean, they completely blew the the joke. You can't do that. And I was thinking about this last night, like, you know, two years ago, it was discussions between oh. the Pac-12 and Big 12 about a merger, and then at first it was the Pac-12 saying, Thanks, but no, no thanks. Yeah, no. we're going to pass. Then you look at a year later, and the Pac-12 brings it up, and your mark's like, Take a hike, bozo. And then I'm thinking, like, but what if that merger did happen two years ago? Um, I want to congratulate Arizona's DOT. They just tweeted out a mileage uh, list for all of the schools that are involved in the Big 12. Mileage from Tucson and mileage from Tempe. DOT, is that Department of Transportation? Transportation. Okay. Beautiful. That's that's a social media person who deserves their paycheck. Yeah, and you'll notice there's a lot of uh, 1,000 and something or mm-hmm. 2,000 and something miles. <laughs> tip the cap. Tip the cap. We, we got to we show, even though, like, I, and I've, I've been pretty wow. open about this, that I'm not a fan of all this conference realignment. I love the old way of how, con, you know, the power fives were set up and the structure and the geography, how it all just, it made sense. Uh, even though, as we learned, it wasn't made to last, I guess, um, that this is all very taxing. This is annoying. I'm burnt out on on-conference realignment. And at the end of the day, I'm still, of course, incredibly happy that the Big 12 is thriving right now mm-hmm. and feeling very good about its position as what you feel is it's established itself as like if you look at the pecking order of the Power Fives, probably no doubt about it coming in number three. There's no doubt about that. Um, and even, you know, money-wise, we could see them certainly rival somebody like the SEC. We'll see how that pans out. But, you know, Brett Yormark a year ago, I think it was well-documented that a major goal was to take the Big 12, because he could see the forecast, with conference realignment, make the Big 12. I don't know if Coast to Coast is brought up, but be in all four time zones. With the Big Ten's move today, they officially made themselves – the same. I guess, no, they no, already they're, were. They're, they already were. Well, All no, four the, time zones. The Big Ten is missing. Mm-mm. You're right. You're right. It would span across. Hold on a second. It doesn't have a mountain. Right. Okay, so. Yeah. You made me question for a Sorry second. Sorry about but that. I think yeah. about it. There's no mountain time zone for the Big Ten. The Big 12 is the only conference that has all four time zones. Woof. That's what Brett Yormark wanted to get to. Because now there is... A footprint, not only in four time zones, you're looking at all time slots on Saturdays, and you're going to have Big 12 football all day long now. It's crazy. With adding 16 teams. Brett Yormark has really still not missed on anything. He did it. This was a major goal of his, and that started a year ago when the four corner schools were brought up, and it's finally been done. He finally got what he wanted. There was the rumors of Oregon, maybe Washington. Those are actually, at the end of the day, if you think about it, I mean, once you saw the rumor pop up, it was like, oh my God, how big could this be? Could this be actually real? Is like Oregon really interested? I mean, I'm sure at the end of the day, it was a real quiet rumor and that didn't, you know, probably should have never spread. I don't know how much truth was behind it. 
Uh, Yormark won of the four corner schools, and he got him. And he's got him now. So, if you love Brett Yormark and you're happy about all this, you're uh, you hope to be his best friend. You hope he's king of the Big Twelve for a long time. But now the Big Twelve is at a Big Sixteen. Um, and and I've said before, like I'm not a fan of these super conferences, like these giant numbers of conferences. I I just think it's complete overkill. It's uh, too many teams. The competition man. is really insane, of course. Like, you know, now it's a 1 in 16 chance of, of winning a conference championship and all that. But greed is going to be the leading factor for forever. We're, we're in a situation now where that is probably going to never change. And it's probably never going to stop. Because mm-hmm. the rich always want to get richer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what led to the demise of the Southwestern Conference. It's what led to Oklahoma and Georgia filing the lawsuit that freed up the TV rights. ESPN wanted to be a player, and they got it with college football at the time. But when does it begin where we go, okay, 16, 20, too big, too much, and the people pay the bill are going, this is too much for us, and they start to say, Either teams waving like like we talked about Purdue and Indiana. I'm sorry to any Purdue or Indiana alums out there, but that's not that's not what they're paying the premiums for. What if they told them you have to go down to a second tier? We have a second tier now where we're not going to pay you the fifty million. We're going to pay you twenty five. Well, we I remember we did have a conversation back in the day of you know did the Big Ten did they get to a certain point where they kick a few folks out they i I don't think i think it's inevitable that you're gonna have to pick you're gonna have to pick the strong from the weak and those weak guys maybe they stay in the big 10 but they it's like a regulation kind of thing it's where it's you you're you play on the second tier and the big boys play up top that's not going to happen though because the big boys want to continue to have somebody to beat up on that's true they need that. They need those. It's why Vanderbilt has been in the SEC forever and a day. Mm-hmm. They have to have someone. They added Missouri. That helped. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, there is always going to have to be someone at that bottom of the conference. And the Ole Misses and Mississippi States don't want to be that team. So sure. You know, knowing full well, they'd be the next to be thrown out. But let's be real. Let's let's take it this way. Just think of yourself as a college football fan, Big Twelve fan, and what's you know what K State schedule is going to look like for the foreseeable future. Are you excited oh. that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah are on the schedule now? No. I mean, is this truly entertain you? Utah does. Because of the caliber of an opponent that they are. Arizona State, not so much. Though there does allow us to dig back into the annals and talk about Bill Snyder's game at Arizona State years ago. You know, I, I take that back. I, I guess Arizona, Arizona State, that is intriguing. Colorado's fun, you know, to bring back the old school stuff. It's it's Utah where I'm just like, eh. Well, and I said this yesterday. I do think it's interesting that now the Big Twelve can own the the Holy War, mm-hmm. Utah and BYU. That's been a, <laughs> felt like a pretty cutthroat 
rivalry for a while. I don't know how cutthroat it is, but it just kind of on the outside looking in, looks like it's, it can be a pretty brutal rivalry. Although I'm, I'm surprised Utah, Utah actually kind of owns that. They do rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, Arizona stand. I'm like the thing is like your mark also is probably checking another box here, and that is Big Twelve basketball also got a lot stronger today with Arizona. Correct. Jumping mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not you know it's not official, but we, it's just formalities at this point. Probably coming in the next couple of days. Who knows how fast it'll happen? You know, do they? It's not business days. Are they taking a couple off and then going to make it all official on Monday? I don't know if they would do that, but I would think in the next couple of days it'd be official at the most. Um, but Arizona is certainly known as a basketball. I mean, would you guys say blue blood? Even though they haven't won a title in in a, a while. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say um, n- almost. Blue blood, but they that the name carries weight, the logo carries weight. Uh, Lute Olson, you bring that name up, and it's just like I mean, they they won a ton of games, a million games. It makes us stronger as a basketball conference for sure. Um, I can't wait to go out there. I, I've always wanted to go out there, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But it's uh, not that exciting to think about. <sighs> Like Utah, I'm sorry, Utah just just don't. I like their logo, the W logo. It looks so cool. But think think about this for just a moment. Two weeks ago, this quote: Kliakov on schools possibly getting poached by the Big Twelve. It's not a concern. Mm-hmm. Literally, two weeks ago, today. Oh. Well, I mean, we're we're living right now through a thirty for thirty documentary. <laughs> yeah, we are, and. There's no way you can't have a major focus on George Klyovkov in just the quotes. I mean, I'm I'm going to remember, maybe not necessarily word for word those quotes, but him saying that the longer we wait, the better deal we're going to get with the media rights. And it turns out like Apple probably really wasn't that interested, but they threw a number at you. You willing to do it? I'll give you five days to figure it out. If not, we're gone. And that's what he like, had. And he yeah. presented it twice. I mean, that's presented it twice. It that's is embarrassing. embarrassing, and not not just that, but also saying that we would announce a deal today, but we're focusing on football. I, know. I mean, I knew from that point on that this is done. It's over. I knew from that point that he has outkicked his coverage yeah. in trying to protect the Pac-12. Yeah, he went too far mm-hmm. in trying to protect it. In his. I, I knew if I was a part of the Pac-12, I would know at that point for sure, if I didn't know previously, that this guy does not know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, it has gone past what he knows what to do, and he was a TV guy. I know, and that's why I'm like, it's so that's why I'm sad. Like, these four teams that we're bringing in, it's like I don't even want them because they're led by guys that heard that besides Colorado. So three schools that heard that and didn't say, okay, we got to get on the horn right now. I mean, come on, dude. It's crazy also to think of the new rivalries that could possibly crop up. Do you Out of Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, um, all the other, every school that we've added here in this whirlwind, who do you think is the, the most likely to have a sneaky – like rivalry with K State, like right off the bat, uh, be kind of chippy with us. Who do you think could be that? I'm actually hoping it is Arizona State. For whatever reason, I want to be like kind of like. I'm sure they're still hot from the O2. Uh, 
Holiday yeah, Bowl. Holiday Bowl, boy. Yeah. That comeback for the that Cats? Comeback. That's what I'll never – I didn't remember right off the bat because I rewatched the game and I was like, oh, we were losing that game. Sure, yeah. Came back and <laughs> stole one. And Arizona State was unranked. Cats were in the top ten. Yeah. They were good. They were good. But I hope it's them. I hope they are a sneaky – a sneaky little rivalry, and like it gets chippy right away. So we can start building some new stuff, new rivalries. I like the fact that Colorado is back in mm-hmm. because it renews that a bit. Utah, as I said, I'm I like. I think that that makes for a, a good challenge that is added to the conference. But boy, you know now you've got some fans already making noise that. Cincinnati and UCF should be jettisoned to make room for Washington State and Oregon State. <laughs> well, and I want to point out as for well, crying out loud. <laughs> I know DG is not high on Utah, but Utah did so much with its own brand over the last few years, and and the stadium is beautiful. Their stock has really gone up over the last few years. I mean, they've been to back to back Rose Bowls. They've won. I mean, this is you're talking about this is the Pac-12's top dog the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They've been the best team in the Big Twelve. We're talking just football here. They have been the Pac-12's best team, and I would argue I think they have a better brand right now than Washington. This year's Pac-12 championship game, mark my words, will be Oregon Utah. That's how I see that conference breaking down this year. But you know what? I mean, the Pac-12 might be, you know, if this is their last football season, I mean, they could be going out kind of strong. They got a lot of good quarterbacks in this year's. They're probably they might have five top twenty-five teams preseason mm. heading into the season. I mean, they might be their last hurrah. It's not going to be their worst season ever, that's for sure. <clears throat> but um, I guess, yeah, I guess. We're going to obviously still be talking conference realignment for a while. Where we go next now is obviously looking at Oregon State, Washington State, Cal Stanford, what happens with them. And then, you know, ACC, you know, and Florida State and Clemson had now to just had to throw their names in the or their hats in the ring. And now Florida State's airing their grievances with the current media deal that they have, which it is terrible. It's and it's gone. It, it and it's the length of it is just way too long. I mean, you're talking over a decade and a half. And again, thought that they were doing the right thing when. Now you've yeah. got ESPN that's making some noise about because Fox was going to get the uh, get the juice on these West Coasters, or on these new additions in the Big Twelve. ESPN's looking for some programming now. Yeah, and it, I mean, this is well. There's the a lot that's going to go on now. It, Southeastern Conference, I mean, they're now at 16 with you know Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year. But now are they going to want to expand because the Big Ten's at 18. You know, what do they want to do? It's just going to be response, response, response to whoever's doing whatever. And, you know, Dan Patrick had the risk analogy earlier today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought that was a pretty decent one, even though I've never played risk. But I, I, I understand what he's saying. You know, you're just fighting over territories – until somebody comes out on top. Mm-hmm. And that chasing to be the one on top will be the battle. I mean, that might be the real true college football battle that we have over the next decade and further, further on. Just remember that SEC has a head start on it because of what they're getting paid, but also because in a lot of ways, college football means more to them than the pros do. 
All right, so we got a couple of minutes. We're not going to take a break. Let's just roll right into a little. I I want to finish off on a like a high note. I, conference realignment just stresses me the hell out. If we could get a laugh out of these next two minutes, that'd be great. Well, we'll see. So, what do you got? Uh, for ask us anything. Hey, when you go to the restaurante and you look at that menu, what's a food that you see that is tough to pass up? You go, oh boy, you got nachos on there. You know, uh, it depends on the restaurant. But I love a good chicken, grilled chicken sandwich with like provolone cheese on it Ooh. or pepper jack cheese on it. There's a place in in Wamigo that has a fantastic chicken sandwich. Ooh, mama mia. That's a tough one to pass up. But again, depends on the, the restaurant. Too. And yeah, I was going to say if it's barbecue, it's got to be pulled pork. If it's standard restaurant, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty basic, of course, but steak. Steak? I mean, come on. Let's bring it. If you said Mexican restaurant, my answer would be the margarita. <laughs> that got a lot of run. That got a lot of run. Is Don't there... even have to look at the menu. Yeah, go ahead. A couple of them. Uh, is there? What do you think is 100% worth it to pay someone else to do? 100% worth it. Clean. Doing that. I'm terrible. I horrible moving, at it. Moving, dude. I don't trust people. Kick that, back. I don't and trust relax. people that far. They're gonna drop something and break it, and I'm gonna be real upset. Yeah, insurance. Screw it. You think we're rich over here? Yeah. No, they're insurance. The moving company's insurance. They'll deny it. it. Nah. That's all I got. Dude. All right. Troy says we gotta get out. Royals coming up next for Troy D. John Mitch. Go Big Twelve. Go Cats. <laughs> I'm talking about K State, by the way. <laughs>